0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: The nightmare of real things. From week one all the way through week 18. Yeah. A way of words. Putting it so eloquently. Uh, I'm Tim Donnelly, that voice you just heard. Uh, Dennis Cox producing the show. And that nightmare being described of real things. It's the Panthers season and it's over. It's over. What's the best part about it? It's over. It's done. It's over. It's done. It can't hurt you anymore. Can it though? No, no, it's... uh, Scott Federer was fired today. That's the general manager. The, the, the coach was fired in week, or after week 11. The quickest firing an NFL coach has been fired in a long time after just 11 games. The next few weeks are the last chance for David Tepper to turn around his tenure in Carolina. David Tepper, the owner. But by saying that, I am acknowledging something else. Right by saying the next few weeks are the last chance for David Tepper to turn around his tenure in Carolina. What I am also saying, right, deductive reasoning, we can get here together, there's a chance he could turn around his tenure in Carolina. I don't know how likely it is, but it's possible. If you absolutely hit a home run on GM and coach, you can turn it around possible, right? Let's go full dumb and dumber with it. So you're telling me there's a chance. First of all, the firing of Scott Fitter needed to happen. Here's Chris Tabor, the interim head coach on how this season was a disappointment.
0: I think everything that I've said since I've taken over is about the tape. How, do, how? What does your tape say? I mean, yes, 0-16 oh, is horrible. This this isn't much better. How how you go from here is is obviously it's going to talk a lot about how you are as a person. You know, I learned a lot that year. You know, we just kind of continued to I try to keep keep getting better.
1: It doesn't mean Federer being fired doesn't mean that Federer <laughs> Federer <laughs> Federer is really good at his job. Uh, that'd be Roger. Fitterer doesn't mean it's Fitterer that's a bad guy. It means that he took his career into his own hands and took some risks and they didn't pan out. When you trade away, uh, let's use some examples here. Christian McCaffrey. It means that you took your career into your own hands and said, running backs fall off a cliff, we need to sell now. Christian McCaffrey did not fall off a cliff. He is still wildly productive. It's going to be tough to explain, right? You took the you took the gamble. You, you used what your best information you you had didn't work out. It's going to be tough to explain when you trade up for a quarterback and give away the farm and and it doesn't work out and that farm ends up being a number one overall pick the next year. That's going to be tough to explain, right? You got to, to you have to do some real mental gymnastics to explain how that was actually a good decision. When you make a bunch of draft picks and you trade away a bunch of draft picks over a three or four year period so you don't really have anything tangible to stand on, you don't have a bunch of starters from your last few drafts, you don't even have a bunch of guys still on the roster from your last few drafts, that's going to be tough to explain. You took your shot, you came up busto. Now it's time for someone else to sit at the table. That's all it was. And 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 you know the game when you're a general manager. Right? I don't think Scott Fitter traded away Christian McCaffrey going, this is 100% going to look awesome on me no matter what. Trade away Christian McCaffrey with a little bit of, you know, if, if he doesn't slow down over the next three years, it's going to look like a really bad trade. He didn't trade up to Bryce Young, uh, to draft Bryce Young number one overall, thinking there's no way this is going to backfire. He traded away a future first. There's always that panging in the back of your brain like, this could this could get ugly quick. And if it gets ugly quick, you lose your job. Right? That's if you put $100 down on the table in Vegas, you could lose $100. Oh yeah. You know you know the stakes, you know what you're betting with. When you're a general manager and you make such high level, highly risk, high reward type decisions, you're you know what's on the table. You know what's at stake. So Scott Fitter, again like I said, Fitter Rivera, Reich, all of these guys that have been, uh, uh, Matt rule. They seem like decent guys, right? I don't don't think personally, I have any problem with any of them, but when you make the big decisions for an NFL team, there's a chance you're going to lose your job and you're probably going to be paid handsomely to, to walk away. And by the way, Fitterer
0: used one of those picks that he got from McCaffrey as part of the, the trade up to get, uh, to get, uh,
1: are we, talking, are we talking? Are we talking Bryce Young? Are we talking Mac Brown? sorry, Bryce Young. Are we, yes, talking, sorry, Young, are we talking Baker Mayfield? Yeah. There, there's quite a few tr- trades that have happened. So there I mean, have
0: been I, so many. I like I lost uh, my train of did, thought but yeah, yeah, but he used one of the second round. For. He used the second round pick that he got from from McCaffrey as part of this picks that he got, and he used that to trade up to get Bryce Young. And it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> uh,
1: and and uh, Tyreek Stevenson was the. We've been over this, but I just want to bring it up again. If you if you watched the uh, Bears game over the weekend. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, the corner, who was that that pick? It was they traded Christian McCaffrey. Part of what they brought back was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. They used that second round pick as part of the package to trade up and draft Bryce Young. And the Bears used that pick to draft Bryce uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Stevenson played great over the weekend. Yeah, made a bunch of knocked one away in the end zone from Romeo Dobbs. He was he was all over the place. He's a really good player, which just makes the the, the trade looks worse. But here's the, the, the less-talked-about silver lining. This is an opportunity for the Panthers and maybe the last opportunity under David Tepper to turn things around. For the first time since 2002, for the first time in over two decades, the Panthers have both their head coach and GM, general manager, jobs vacant simultaneously. For the first time in over two decades, they can build appropriately in the positions of power. You already know who your quarterback's going to be for the next year and a half, probably minimum. So you go into those things with what, you go into the interviews for your GM, for your coach, with what are your thoughts on Bryce Young? How do you fix it? How do you get him back up playing to the the quarterback that we thought he was when we drafted him? And, And you use those answers Make sure they're in unison, the, court, uh, the, the head coach and the GM, and you can build everything in that, that alignment that we've been talking about all year. Get the four horsemen of your franchise, mm-hmm. owner, general manager, head coach, and quarterback on the same page for the first time in at least five years. Minimum. For the first time since it was like the Rivera-Newton prime. Have everybody in their exact location believing in each other and trusting each other. So almost nine years. Oh, gosh, is it that long? Is it 2024 already? It is, Goodness believe it or not. Gracious. But as we talked about earlier, when you, you play big games, you know the stakes, right? If you don't get it right this time, you are Washington under Dan Snyder. If you don't get it right this time, it might be too, too difficult to come back from. Agents are going to steer their, their players, their clients away from you. Coaches aren't going to want to coach for you. Anybody that takes the job is going to understand they're in a check because they're just not going to believe success is possible with David Tepper leading the way. You'd be Dan Snyder-era Washington, and I can't – for those of you that are like, hey, I'm a Panthers fan, I focus on the Panthers, I don't pay attention to other teams, I cannot tell you how bleak and devastating it was in the middle of the Dan Snyder-Washington ownership era. And he was there for better part of a quarter century. You do not want to go down that path, I promise you. A big, the next couple of weeks, wildly important for, for the Carolina Panthers. Wildly important. Have to get it right.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad season for the Panthers. There's truth in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... play-by-play voice of... The Carolina Panthers, by the way, said just just speaking everyone else's thoughts into into a microphone at the end of the game. the The Panthers uh, against the Bucks, nine nothing. The final score. That's about as set like that. Terrible, no good, horrible, very bad. That's about as bad and as disheartening of a score as you can have in the NFL. Nine to nothing. Gross. Three field goals. That was a team specifically on offense that had checked out, and I'd say the coaching staff, and knew they weren't playing for anything. You could see it on their faces. You could see it in their body language. You could see it in their reactions to bad plays. All right, fine. I mean, help me up. Help me up. Rather than anger, rather than determination, rather than I'm going to get them back. There was none of that. Here's Bryce Young and his thoughts, not just on the game, but on the season.
0: Right now, like you said, it's it's tough. There hasn't really been a sit down and think about big picture, and reflect. hasn't been hasn't been it. You know, we just got off the field not too long ago. You know, really, I, I don't. You know, I don't want to just tell you something just to, just to say it and not be true. Really, we've just been focused week, uh, you know, week to week. You know, we still have that. Obviously, things just, just just wind down. So,
1: gosh, I do you know what is my number one pet peeve with Bryce Young, and it might be my number one pet peeve with the, the Panthers this year is the robotic like that be mad be upset like get angry when things are going horrendously or or get get determined like Show something like, oh, you know, game just got done. We haven't really had big picture thoughts. I know what the big picture is. The big picture is everyone is really sad. Everyone is really mad. Everyone is really bummed. And you just had to go through months and months of NFL season that stunk. And and you've worked your entire life to make it to the NFL. And your first experience was a horrendous failure. Now, you may say, oh, Bryce Young wasn't a failure. It is a team sport, and there is no way to describe the 2023 uh, into the very early parts of 2024 Carolina Panthers as anything but a colossal failure. Adam Thielen's talking in the post-game presser saying part of the reason he came to Carolina was for Super Bowl hopes. You won two games. Yeah. Dave, if you need a real breakdown of all the statistics on how terrible – uh, the the offense was for Carolina. Go check out the fan rookie on Twitter. That's Dennis's <laughs> Twitter account. Thank you. I'm here. He, he, how many games? If you, t- especially if you take away the defense and special teams, uh, points that they were able to score, uh, games below 20 uh, points scored, games below 10 points scored, it is unreal. And Bryce Young's like, well, we haven't had a chance to really look at the big picture yet, so we're gonna regroup and and you know reset the batteries. I'm going just at, at some point say it's you know use bad language. Have we had to bleep out Bryce Young once this year? Nope, not once. To say that bleeping sucked. All right, there it is. Bleep a bleep bleep a bleep bleep bleep. Say that. It, and it, it struck me, Emir Smith Marset, a player they traded for, of a swapped seventh round pick in in the preseason, wide receiver, kick returner, Emir Smith Marset. It is a six point game in the second half. So this is prior to the Buccaneers getting that third field goal, which did make it feel like the game was out of reach. It was like, I don't know. I don't know if the Panthers can put together a touchdown and a field goal drive. I thought they might be able to put together a a touchdown. Uh, But Emir Smith-Marset, it's 6-0. It's in the second half. Catches a pass. He looks like he stopped two yards short of the first down. Looks like he has stopped two yards short of the first down, but he gave a great second effort, right? That he gets hit takes the contact, regains his footing, guys wrapped around his legs. He's lunging for the first. It looks like he gets the first down. He stands up. You tell he, have, he has energy. He's looking at the, the the ref. The ref puts down the ball, spots it, and, and Amir Smith-Marset can see right down the line. It's actually right on the sideline. He sees it's going to be a first down. He stands up. He gives him the old, ah, a little first down sign. And I actually had a realization in that moment because he stood up and he showed some emotion. And what stood out to me was how different he looked than everyone else on the Panthers offense. I'm going, that's a problem. He showed a medium amount of of emotion after a very good, hard-fought effort play. And he stood out from the rest of that offense like a sore thumb. He looked like he cared and he stood out from everybody else. That's a problem because it showed how little emotion, little caring the Panthers were giving during the rest of the game. Bryce Young holds to the ball a little too long, gets hit, hits the ground. Everyone mopes around like Eeyore. Oh, sorry, Bryce. Let me help you up. Bryce was was given no help, looked like he expected no help, and because of that was was getting down on himself a little bit. There are a few times I mean the 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 offensive line did as much as you could expect that offensive line to do. And he was just bouncing in the pocket, waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm gonna throw it away, run, move, do something. And then when he does make a play, he gets to DJ Chark. And everybody – I mean, if you go back and listen to – or actually go watch it yourself. Like the internal dialogue on the play to DJ Chark where he's running down the sideline and it looks like he's going to score and he dives for the end zone and then the ball gets popped out and, of course, it's Antoine Winfield Jr. knocking it loose before it gets to the the end line and Tampa recovers. I mean, you just – it shows how dumb we are as sports fans because I'll be darned if I didn't get kind of excited when DJ Chark made the catch and was running down the sideline. I'm going, that's a Bryce play. We haven't seen that yet. Look at this. That, that, that's what we've been waiting for. That's what we, DJ Chark making a big play. That's what we've been waiting for. What have been his longest touchdown pass of the season? This was, by the way, the last game where they had already solidified the worst record in the NFL. And I was still for four seconds. This is what we've been waiting for. Then the ball gets loose, and I'm why do I let myself even think that? And you realize how teams get down on themselves in that way, and mope around like Eeyore. But you can't. It's part of being an elite athlete. It's part of being an elite competitor is you fight till the end, and I didn't see that. That's a problem, and that's why I believe most of those guys will not be in that locker room next year. Because if they are, they're going to have to be reprogrammed. The ones that are there better be furious at everyone else in the locker right now. I know it. I'm, I'm sure Dennis, I mean, anyone that's ever played sports knows it. The feeling after a loss where you're in the locker room and you catch one of your teammates with a smile on his face. Even if they didn't play, you're still kind of mad at them. You're still kind of like, come on, man. I understand you're, you You know, you, you didn't get out there, you didn't play, you didn't lay your blood, sweat, and tears out, whatever, whatever. Uh, get, wait, till you're, wait till you're out of the locker room to you know, crank up the Lil Wayne and, and start dancing.
0: This is the story of the one.